Welcome to Deed and Truth, a podcast where we explore loving God and loving our neighbors, not just in word, but also in action, with the Bible as the source and standard of truth. My name is Tommy Morris. We face a time where quote-unquote good deeds range from virtue signaling to self-righteous piety to even attempting to manipulate God and earn his favor. We're in a time where truth is relative and fluid. It's ever-changing with the winds of the newest cause or movement. Voices are needed to call people to acts of true love for our neighbors and hearts of true love for our Lord. It's a call to truth based on the standard of God's word. Deed in Truth hopes to be one of those voices. Check out these clips to get a sneak peek of what you'll hear in some of our upcoming episodes on the Deed in Truth podcast. The first trip that I went on in a mission was to the country of Mexico. I tried every way I could to get out of going on that trip. So I went to Mexico and uh, we were actually digging out and people were still alive and uh, rubble and everything. And uh, I remember it was a little kid, this little boy that had come up to me and he was going, a uname, a uname, a uname. And I went, and a uname means help me, mm. help me. And um, he had people that were stuck in rubble and we mm. went to help dig out. And as we were doing it, and I can hear, and I can hear the, the cry of the people. And it changed my life. As far as the mission field goes, I thought how selfish if I didn't want to leave the comforts of my own home or my own country. And yet there are people crying for help. Staying in Romans, Romans 5 says, verses 6 through 10, but while we were still weak at the right time, Christ Jesus died for the ungodly. One will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm. So that even in our complete rejection of him and in our love for the world, which in turn is really hatred towards him, he still loved us and died for us. Yes, that's powerful. Yeah. You know, it again sends me back to Ephesians 2. And, you know, when it says, but God being rich in mercy. And I think about that word mercy a lot. And, you know, you can be... As humans, we can show mercy to someone yeah. and not necessarily show love. You can, mm. you know, you remember the game Mercy used to kind of bend <laughs> people's fingers back. And yeah, say, okay, yeah, I probably yeah. lost more than I won. <laughs> they yeah. would say Mercy and yeah. you would give up and you wouldn't go on to hurt them, right? right? So you can show mercy to people. You can show grace to people and not love them. Yeah. But, you know, he goes it's on true. to say, he clarifies, you know, Paul clarifies that but being rich in mercy because of the great love. And so he turned, he flips it back to love, not mm. just mercy. Yeah. So, you know, God can be merciful. He's merciful to many people. He shows his, you know, grace on, he sheds his grace yeah. on many people, believers and non. Right. But he turns it back to love. And, yeah. and that's, and so, yeah, it goes right along with that to me that it's just a perfect example, you know, and I think, um, Jesus goes on to say, and we may talk about this in the next episode, so I don't want to jump ahead, but oh, you know, to to love as I have loved you. And you know, mm. he's given a great he's given you the perfect example of love here. Yeah. Not to love those who love you. That's easy to do, right? Right. Love yeah. those that hate you. And man, I struggle with that one. And we often go to the verse, John 14, 15, that says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Mm. Right. And we look at that in terms of obedience. But a lot of times we have these maybe preconceived notion of what obedience is or what it looks like or or even why why we do it. So you had some thoughts uh, that we were kind of talking offline about and I want you yeah, to share. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, when we think from a worldly standpoint of obedience, we look at risk-reward. 
You yeah. know, and, I, and I think about, I, I've used the example before of the shock collar I have for my dog yeah. and why my dog is obedient to me. You mm. know, there's, for one, he either wants the reward that I'm going to give him if he does something right, yeah, or he's trying to avoid the pain that may come from me pushing mm. that button. Um, you know, so we, we like to put God in that same kind of box where... You know, obedience to God is, I want God to be happy with me, so I'm going to do the right thing. Or, very similarly, I don't want God to be upset with me and punish me, Right. so I'm going to be obedient. So, one or the other. And so, we like to let the world creep in on what obedience means. And and this is not at all what Scripture is saying when it says obedience. This is obedience out of love, out of a desire to do and to please because of our just view of God and how much yeah. we love God. And I want, I want God, I want to do the right thing for God because I love him and because mm. he loves me. Thank you for listening. We're excited about the upcoming episodes of the deed and truth podcast. So make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. So you get notified when the new episodes drop and go ahead and connect with us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching deed and truth podcast. All right. We'll see y'all soon. You dropped this.